US inflation numbers are out today and the expectation is that they will fall. The markets, it seems, have already decided that inflation has peaked. So are we over the worst of it? In Australia, well, the hard times haven't really started. Will we escape relatively unscathed? Retail numbers were strong yesterday. China is getting back on track and supply chains are getting sorted. A soft landing? It's not going to stop the RBA pushing on with rate hikes, though, is it? It's Thursday, the 12th of January, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, U.S. stocks have climbed further today with the Nasdaq closing up 1.8%, a 1.3% rise in the S&P 500, and the Dow with a 0.8% rise. The same story in Europe with the DAX at 1.2%, the FTSE 100 climbing 0.4%. In the U.S., it's consumer staples that are faring the worst, uh, down about half percent whereas real estate stocks are up uh, close to 3%. Guess why? With the U.S. CPI later on today. We'll talk about that this morning. Big moves down in bond yields, meanwhile, particularly in Europe with 10 year gilts down 15 basis points, German bunds down 10, and US Treasury yields down 8 basis points. The US dollar hasn't moved too much on the DXY index this morning, with the euro up 0.2% and the Aussie dollar gaining 0.3%, edging over 69 US cents now, but not a lot of action in currency markets. Fairly big moves though in oil, Brent's climbed 3.5%, getting close to $83 a barrel, and WTI is up 3.4%. And in strikes torn Britain this morning. David DeGaris joins us from NAB in London. At, you know, at least there's one person working in that city today. Phil, I'm here. Yeah. Well, you don't work for the public sector, I'm- so that's why you're working, isn't it? Uh, but everyone, it seems, is on strike at the moment. Uh, but let's not worry about that. Let's look at the US, because CPI is out early tomorrow morning. We'll talk about that in just a second. But let's have a look at those retail numbers yesterday for Australia, which, uh, I mean, we're, uh, Ray was saying yesterday, it's, it's difficult to determine what those numbers are ahead because of the impact of Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But obviously, they helped a great deal because retail sales were up 1.4% month on month in November. So Mm. we went shopping early, it seems. Yes, and uh, chapeau to my colleague Taylor in Australia who forecast a larger than expected number there, Phil. So as you said, 1.4% in the month of November Mm. and a 0.6% upward revision to October as well. So yes. um yeah from minus 0.2% to a positive 0.4%. So yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Really so, positive numbers. And and it it was and it was in all of those uh Black Friday Cyber Monday type categories, wasn't it? You know, household mm. goods, uh department stores, um clothing and so forth. So maybe consumers, you know, the maybe the bargains were so good that uh, consumers brought forward spending. But either yeah. way, they did spend and they spent up big, didn't they? So it would be stretching things to say that the consumer's on the back foot right now, no. Australian <laughs> consumer, that is. No, absolutely not. I mean, that's <laughs> absolutely euphoric. And maybe part of it you could think, well, maybe it's because people were getting together over Christmas, perhaps for the first time in many years, so they mm. were going to make the most of it. But uh, And that might be the case. But look, you know, Retail sales, 29% higher than pre-pandemic levels, 19% higher than the trend line would suggest if it hadn't been mucked up by the pandemic. I mean, it, it doesn't seem like this is a short-term thing, does it? We're using that word resilience perhaps for the first time this year, and I'm sure we're going to use it a great deal. But, I mean, it, a lot of resilience going on in the retail sector. Indeed, uh, resilience and all of that. And one might wonder why the Reserve Bank has you know, it's pivoted down to 25 basis points for the past three meetings. And I think the answer therein lies what's happening globally 
uh, and with global mm. inflation, Phil. So I think that's really the linchpin, you know, which we're going to get on to talk about in a minute. But as far as the Reserve Bank's concerned, they're relying on consumption to slow the Australian economy. Well, it's certainly not evident in those numbers. If anything, it seems to have had a bit of uh, a mini run up. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's pushed it well. Obviously, pushed inflation up a little bit because November CPI was back up to seven point three percent after that fall to six point three percent in in October. Yes. So it sort of hand goes hand in hand, doesn't it, with that retail pattern? If demand is high, prices stay higher. That's economics, Dave. <laughs> Something like that. I knew we would train you up, Phil. You're a quick learner. <laughs> well done. There. I'm still on page one, but he told me that on page one. So yeah, so uh, I mean that, but that, yeah, to your question, to your point, I mean, with all of that, if inflation is 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 pushing higher again, you know, yeah, surely the RBA would be uh, would be firmer in their in their outlook for rates. Well, I, I I think if. Is mm. the key phrase there, Phil? And I, you know, if you go back to what they said in December, the uh, the statement after the after the board meeting, global factors explain much of high inflation, but strong demand relative to the ability of the economy to meet demand is also playing a role. So, it's global factors, and you know, and as we've been discussing now for some weeks, the global slowdown, particularly in this part of the world but likely in the United States as well. I know we've got China reopening, but that will mean more supply coming onto the market as well. So, you know, what we've seen in freight rates, some commodity prices, um, some unsnarling, I don't know if that's a word, uh, of (laughs) supply chains and so forth should help to bring inflation down. In fact, some of that evidence is is appearing and lower energy prices is appearing in some of the high-level CPIs uh, in, in in the Northern Hemisphere already. Probably not in the Australian CPI, that, but that, that will come as we go through 2023. Right. Unsnarling is allowed, by the way. I've just looked it up for you. You don't get a triple-letter score for it. Oh, okay. But yeah, there, there you we go. Are. Uh, if you're playing Scrabble, that's one for you. Uh, so what about, I mean, not helping, of course, with the RBA is, uh, you know, their, their fear of some sort of wage inflation spiral, the number of job vacancies yesterday. Uh, I mean, it, it fell in Q4, but still 1.1 unemployed people per job vacancy in Australia. Yes, yes, still very, very tight. I and mean, There's no doubt about that. And that's, that's been a global phenomenon. But what we have yeah. seen in Australia, Phil, in the past six to nine months is definitely an acceleration of immigration. So what was it in the 12 months of November? Uh, up for over 400,000. So that was running at well, I think three thirty thousand before the pandemic, and the year earlier one hundred and four. So that will certainly help the labour supply situation. Um, mm. And it's interesting, you know, we look at those job vacancies number vacancy numbers, Phil. Um, the fall that we did see was concentrated in areas like healthcare, um, accommodation, and food services, and construction, and maybe I'm stretching the bow a little bit too much here, but maybe some of those areas where where immigration sort of plays uh, an increasingly important role in filling some of those uh, filling some of those jobs there. So maybe re- re- uh, lower vacancy levels reflects increased supply and increased employment, rather mm. than businesses cutting back and say, right, we just have to right size our business because we can't get people for it. Now that may be part of it, but. Um, yeah, maybe some of those spots being filled. Yeah, and that would mean you know that concern about this wage inflation spiral would dissipate. You would have thought, and we are. It ex- would, and we are expecting that uh, the Q four figure, not for that reason. I think it's more the headline number is more to do with fuel prices coming down. But we are expecting mm, to see mm. 
the Q4 CPI number quite a bit below uh, the 8% that the, the RBA is forecasting. Yes, yes. Well, um, maybe a half percent below 8%. So uh, until now, mm. the Reserve Bank has been chasing the inflation for uh, inflation numbers, hasn't it, with its forecast. So this might be a change in that pattern. Um, so, yeah, we, sit, we think 7.5% over the course of this year, and that's what the, the monthly numbers, well, we've got 11 of them now, so it's not a total guess. But... Um, uh, but the yeah. trim mean, probably I'm pretty close to the 6.5% the Reserve Bank forecast. But as you say, I think what happened, what's important for uh, service prices, obviously labour costs, and that will reflect the situation in the labour market, but also the influence of um, headline inflation too, Phil. So if that shows signs of peaking and starting to come down again, that'll help to moderate some wage expectations as well, won't it? So um, that's just as important yeah, as yeah, sort of the fundamental supply and demand situation. As I said before, maybe that's that also is starting to improve. But um, we're not here yet, and we do expect the Reserve Bank to hike again come the February board meeting and again in March. But we do expect that 3.6% cash rate to be the terminal rate in this right. cycle. Well, let's hope so. Uh, an interesting period overnight in the United States. They had all their flights grounded across the country because of a, a failure in an essential security information system. Security, you know, who needs that? But does, uh, does that does that mean they had to push Control-Alt-Delete and restart Yeah, they had to reboot it all again. again. Yeah, it was a software thing. That is normally the way, isn't it? I mean, they would have learned that by now, surely. But look, more interest to us, uh, US CPI, early tomorrow morning, Australian yes. time, the yes. expectation, well, Ray was saying yesterday, the expectation is that inflation has peaked. Yes. That'll be why the, uh, obviously, why the share market is doing so well today. Well, I think so. The market is balled up on this idea that um, it's starting to get a little bit, a little bit more clarity about that the terminal rate is not too far away. In you know maybe mm. three to six months away, despite what the central banks are saying, particularly the Fed. You know, it's been quite strong on that, and in that respect, um, Phil, uh, I think we'll be paying close attention to what Jim Bullard says after the CPI today, if. It's as low as what the market expects because, you know, his comments recently was before Christmas or just after Christmas suggesting that they're getting to a level that he think thinks is, is, is the, the terminal rate. So he's becoming less and less aggressive uh, on that front. But absolutely, the market thinks that, you know, the CPI has peaked, what US peaked at, what, 9.1% in the middle of last year. Uh, the market expects... Uh, November 7.1 by this time tomorrow will be 6.5. So um, lower gasoline mm. prices, rent sticky, um, maybe used, cars, used car prices flatter. Remember, that was part of the initial burst in inflation in the United States and falling health insurance premiums because of the way they calculate these things in, in the CPI. So, and we've got some of those big base effects in the first half of last year to drop out. So it's conceivable, yes. even if we had 0.4 per month, Phil, between now and, say, May, June next year, uh, the headline CPI will have a four-handle. So it's a big fall, isn't it, from uh, from 9% a year earlier? Yeah, it is. But as you say, base effects will be a big chunk of that, won't it? So Absolutely. 
we've we've still got this yielding curve inversion going on, as though as though recession is imminent. And yet, you know, it looks like if if it is, it's going to be a very shallow one. If if CPI starts to ease off, we get a less aggressive Fed. We, you know, we're not seeing massive job losses, which is normally the yes. cause of that recession, and people have still got money yes. to spend. Yeah, I always feel when I start talking about things like soft landing, I always start to feel comfortable because I know I'm going to that's, that, that's, that's going to come back to bite me making those sorts of pronouncements. But it, it, mm. it's more than conceivable, isn't it, that inflation will correct itself through the supply side and some demand moderation, no doubt, but through the supply side as well, as we're seeing in a lot of the goods prices now. Um, and uh, maybe we're starting to see that in some labour markets, including in Australia. So it doesn't have to mean that uh, the central bank has to put the economy into recession uh, to get inflation down, we're already, you know, we're already down what two and a half percentage points in the U.S. from the peak rate, six and a half percent. So things things have been moving in the right direction. So the market will be thinking about, you know, the next Fed meeting, what at the start of next month is it going to be twenty five mm. or fifty? So um, getting pretty close to that terminal rate. Well, it would be good, wouldn't it, if we could sail through all of this without the massive job losses, without having to tank the economy to the extent that so many people lose their jobs. If we well, can, that, that we would hold. be ideal, absolutely. And maybe it'll happen. Uh, or, you know, maybe it won't be as extreme as we perhaps thought a few months ago. Look, today, uh, Australia's balance of trade, it's going to be another healthy surplus, of course. But last time, we did see a fall in both exports and imports for, well, for goods. Services held up, okay. Mm. Mm. Uh, but, you know, commodities obviously driving that. But... If the economy starts to pick up even more, then you'd be thinking, well, perhaps the imports are going to pick up. I mean, maybe that balance of trade will start to reduce a little, perhaps. It would on that account. But, of course, we do have the China factor as well, Yes, of we? course. So, yeah. um, you know, iron ore prices today are, mm. what, north of $120 a tonne. I'm sure Treasurer Chalmers is rubbing his hands together at that prospect, having forecast $55 by this quarter. So one mm. more tax revenue and so forth. But, um, yeah, you're right, imports are very sensitive to the domestic economy, but um, let's see the exports. Well, the energy side, demand there is still holding up pretty well. So LNG, Australia may be starting to export, are we allowed to mention it, coal um, Hmm. to China again, and iron ore, of course. So um, Australia's been on the right side of that. Education, all those things coming back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, China's inflation rate comes out today. I, I would have thought that would be the least of their worries right now. We saw producer prices actually down 1.3% for the year to November. We get the December yes. PPI and the inflation yes. rate for December too. Uh, around lunchtime today, Australia time. Yes, well, they, they've been one of, they're one of the, probably the only large economy that's actually easing monetary policy right now. So that's yes. been part of it, but also turning the credit taps on as well. So... Um, you know, they've, and and we know the recent inflation numbers and, and giving them no reason to do other than that, given the the woes that their property market has been in, and the need to reflate the economy. Um, so, inflation numbers today expect to be still pretty low. You know, below two percent, still one point eight percent. I think around four is their broad target on that front. So, well within those bounds, and well down their list of concerns. So, look, primarily we are on US inflation watch, aren't we today? So, let's hope it does go down. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see 
once we have that confirmation, just how much exuberance we see in the in the markets. Can the share markets push even higher, I wonder? Uh, well, you expect quite a lot of it's in there or in the price already. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. Let's, let's see what the numbers are. And we've also got on Friday, we've got several of the major US banks reporting. So, um, you know, we've already had what Goldman's announcing job cuts and just this afternoon, BlackRock announcing some job cuts as well. So um, let's see if that worries the market at all but um the inflation numbers are the first hurdle of course well we'll see what it brings uh good to talk to you again in this new year dave uh, look forward to many more in 2023 good to have you on indeed phil cheers and that's it that's thursday morning's morning call from nab and phil dobby i'm back again for friday morning's edition i'll see you then thanks for listening